we are all electrical beings and for us our electromagnetic field spreads as far as our arms go mm. which is about what two meters maybe horses are eight times their body length as their magnetic field around them so we step into that when we go to them what would change in the world if you, me, and everyone choose to feed the wolf of possibilities instead of the one of doubt, distrust, and despair? The way I see it, our point of view creates reality, not the other way around. Somewhere deep within, I think we know that. In this podcast, I am daring you to claim this remarkable superpower. Join us and be inspired by trackers, explorers, and finders of possibilities from the multiverse of hope. Welcome to the podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities, with your host, Katrina Valentin. Welcome to today's episode of Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. Today, we're exploring what horses can contribute to us humans by just being horses. As our guide, I've invited Adele Pudney, a physio and equine therapist living in Cape Town, South Africa. Welcome, Adele. Let's just dive in. What are horses to you? Magical creatures to start with. The way that I got into being involved with horses, because it's not something that came through childhood, never really had a need or a urge to be with horses. So one of my clients, very, very first clients, who I learned a lot from, from a chronic pain point of view, um, she had horses and we went to her herd and just played around because neither of us actually knew anything much about from a therapeutic side. Um, and what she noticed and what a lot of other people reported as well is this fact that my pain is less when I'm with the horses. Mm. So we started a whole journey of going to look into the research of why this is. And the big thing is that their um, bioelectric magnetic field and their brain waves is so different from ours and so much bigger. So when we're around horses, for anybody that's ever gone to be with horses, you feel calmer. Life just feels better after you've been with them. And there's physiological reasons for this which is that they, the horses who are well regulated as well, so whose needs are being met, um, they stay in an alpha brainwave state. So that's the state that we get when we have meditated for half an hour. Mm -hmm. that, mm. that feeling that we get, we're calmer, we can think more clearly, life is not so hectic. So they live in that state. When they're well taken care of, when they're... When they're um, and then also their, their heart frequency is a lot bigger than ours. So we are all electrical beings and for us our electromagnetic field spreads as far as our arms go, mm. which is about what, two meters maybe. Horses are eight times their body length as their magnetic field around them. Wow. So we step into that when we go to them. And they, they live a lot more um, coherent 
or live in a more coherent space than what we do, this rat race that we're in and constantly all over the place. Um, they don't really have that so much. So how come we can step into their space and pick it up? Like, what is that? What's, what's that capacity that we have or that they have? We all have that. So when you have walked, when we've all experienced that, when you walked into a room and somebody's had a fight there just before you arrived, or there's a lot of tension in the room, we can feel that. So that is a lot of our, um, the way that our hearts beat sends out a certain frequency. So if it's very erratic, um, it sends out an erratic um, field around us, so it feels uncomfortable. When we are in a more coherent space, so things are following an easy rhythm, a um, consistent ebb and flow in our heart rate as well, then it's a calm feeling, people that we like to be around. Um, so this happens to us all the time. Mm. But because the horses has got such a calm and um, bigger frequency than what we have, or bigger field, not frequency, um, we notice it a lot more. Do we fall into it? Do we mimic it? Like what, what's happening um, when we're around horses? So there's a thing called entrainment. So, and we see this very easily with tuning forks. Mm. So if you stand on one side of the room and you're in a tuning fork, if you have another tuning fork on the other side of the room, it picks up the frequency. Mm. Same thing that happens with us as um, with women, we see it a lot working in an office together. Everybody's periods will start yeah. sinking. So we've got this sinking and entrainment aspect that, that keeps on happening with us as humans. Mm. So it's either we entrain to the frequency lower than ours, if we're around people who are very tense, we feel more tense. If we're around people or horses who are more at ease, we feel more at ease. Mm. So this is something that happens to us in a daily aspect, whether we know it or not. If you talk a little bit about how you work with horses, how do you use this particular capacity of horses? So what we do in the way that we work with horses, because it's slightly outside of the... We don't have a box that we fit into yet. <laughs> we haven't found the box and not really looking for it. Um, is working from the point of how do we regulate our own nervous system. So we've got this system, our autonomic nervous system, and it runs how we feel, how we think, how safe we are, it's there to protect us. And it runs automatically without us having to think about it, which is part of the problem, because it runs its own programs and very much the stuff from how we survived in childhood is how our nervous systems are programmed. Um, so we start from the point of helping people to get into a space of, okay, I've got some capacity in my nervous system, I'm feeling safe. And the way that we use the horses for that is by this um, field that they create for us. So naturally going with horses without having to do anything, you already feel different. 
because of the entrainment um, aspect. So we then add to that. So we create an environment through the herd, which it's easier for us to access the alpha brain waves and to feel more at ease in our bodies. And then to that we add uh, some breathing exercises which helps to regulate the nervous system and then also some visualization exercises. We draw on um, the work from the HeartMap Institute, um, which teaches us techniques to regulate our um, heart rate variability, um, which is the indication of how coherent we are. Also, can you give me an example? I know you work with a stallion and a mare. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a mare. And also a fowl, right? Yes. Yeah, so you work with three very you know, different horses. So can mm-hmm. you give me an example of how it would work when somebody comes to you? So um, it's the, in our herd, it's the, the mare. The, it's, he's now a gelding. He was a stallion. And then their foal. Um, so what we've noticed with them is they each have their own specific genre that they work with. Um, so Ame is very much, she's a strong mother figure. Um, she loves mothering. And in a, um, in a healthy sense. So she's very good at boundaries, um, expressing how she feels and what's okay and what's not okay. So people that come to the yard, she will come, she'll step up if they have got concerns or issues around those kind of topics. Then the um, gelding, he is our heart horse. So when there's any um, stuff with around grief, um, masculine relationships, so whether that's with self or with others, father relationships, um, when there's stuff going on between mom and dad and the children are quite caught up in that, he steps up for that. Um, and what that stepping up looks like is they will come and engage with what we are doing. Um, and then the fall, she does a lot of the inner child work. Mm. So if there's childhood trauma, children are not feeling safe, um, then she will come up. So it's been very interesting to observe that and it is quite um, profound how in the moment, like the person will touch on something and then one of the horses will step up and then we can start unpacking that. So tell us how it looks like. So somebody comes to you for a session and do you go out in a meadow or are you in a stable like how does it look like how does it how does it work so what this herd has been very very lucky with um, is that they are living out in the field so there's no stables they don't like being inside so they're as close as to their natural setting as possible um, and we join them where they are so in the beginning we even used we used food to bring them closer to us to give them a reason to be with the humans um, and we've also stopped doing that now so we are as the humans being asked to come and join the herd and they get to choose whether they want to be involved or not so there's no halters there's no lead ropes there's no food 
we only work with heart connection. Um, and sometimes they will be quite far off and they won't engage at all. But the, the process that the humans go through is still quite profound. So they are very, very good gauges of what we are ready to, to deal with as well. Um, so we'll join them in the field, we'll start with some breathing exercises, just calm our own selves, and then it unfolds from there. So each session is also very unique and very special. Most profound sessions has probably been with children. And I think that's also because children are just so much more open and they've got less self-talk going on, um, or whatever that reason is. And so for some people, we get to the point where we can actually get onto the horses. Um, and those are quite profound. So we will then either just sit on one of them or get the person to lie down on them. And that brings a whole different set of um, releases and, and changes. Very often it is um, silent. So there's not a lot of talking going on. Um, we'll get the person, depending on how they feel about horses, because often there's also um, a lot of uh, fear around being around horses who are not halted and being controlled. Um, and they'll go up to the horse and either stroke them or just stand for them. And the, the processes that happens in that interaction is it's a lot of the non-judgmental um, interaction with another being. Just being as you are where you are in the moment and allowing the feelings to, to run through um, your body. And the, the way in which that shifts people's emotions is, is quite profound. And I don't think we know scientifically or um, educationally yet why and how that is happening. Well, you're also a physiotherapist. So um, when you perceive a person where they're able then to let things go in their body, what happens with them physically? What changes physically? So the first thing that we see is there's the out-breath. That's the letting go of the that in-breath that we tend to hold, that breath starts letting go. And with that comes a whole lot of softening in the body. And once we get softening in the body, we get the out-breath, we're already starting to um, engage the part of our autonomic nervous system, which helps us to heal, which helps us to see different options which helps us to expand what we are noticing around us, um, what the sensations that we are aware of in our bodies. So with the softness, with the out-breath, there is more options. Mm -hmm. Because very often when we are in that, that holding um, state, we can only see that thing that we perceive as the problem. We can't see any further for different options. We can't look for, okay, what, what around me is actually bringing in safety? Hmm. Um, I can only see the danger. And that in itself has um, very healing 
uh, qualities to it. So the, the healing starts from getting our nervous systems into a state where it can naturally do what it's supposed to do. And you also mentioned that for some, um, they actually manage to get up on the horse and, and you know, like lay on the horse yeah. or, or ride the horse. So could you talk a little bit more about that? What that creates, like this big animal, you know, that horses are in connection with the little human <laughs> sitting on top. <laughs> that is very, very well put, yes. Um, it's a magnificent experience. Again, also because we're approaching the horse not from an uh, uh, angle of we now have to go and do something. We're taking the doing out of the whole equation. So we're not, there's no saddle. Again, there's no bridle. Um, so it's a lot about relation building. Where am I in myself? Where are you in yourself? And where are we together? Mm and reading the little cues that both the human and the, the horse, what their nervous system shows us as, as we proceed. Um, what being in close connection with a huge being like that, um, and these are Percheron horses, so they are a little bit bigger than mm. your thoroughbreds. Um, when our bodies come in contact, it's like being held by a mother or father again when we were very, very tiny. Um, and we often lie on them facing backwards, so our heads are towards their rear. And their um, hindquarters makes like a pillow for your head. It's one of the most comfortable positions. It feels like when a baby is being held lying on their stomachs like, um, and being held away from gravity. So you're not lying onto the ground or you're not being fully supported mm. by the earth. Um, and that in itself then brings a lot of um, physiological changes again. Um, that feeling of, of safety, of being held um, and the horse starts moving around to shift stuckness. So sometimes they will be standing and they'll be um, stomping with one foot. Mm. Um, and then soon after that we see the human's arm or leg starting to tremble a little bit as that energy is starting to release from them. The changes again are it's, it's quite difficult to describe in, in words, but you feel like you've had an upgrade <laughs> after you've been on one of them. Um, the whole being is sparkly. Eyes are like, eyes change so much in just how much they're beaming. Um, so it's a lot of deep physiological, psychological changes that happens without us having to go into the stories. Why do you think horses have this capacity of all, you know, different animals there are, you know, in the world that humans interact with? What is it with horses? The, one of the big things is because they are flight animals and they are herd animals. So their safety is in numbers. And in order for them to run as a pack, 
and still keep safety for each other. Their communication and how they interact with each other is um, very fine-tuned. So, in a, when they run in a herd like that, each horse is aware of the seven around them, or how many ever they are. So they're keeping space between each other and they're all following in the same direction. So, and at the same time, they also know that they need to stay in a, in a regulated state in order to survive. And they have been with humans for centuries. Mm. And our relationship with horses has always been changing. It was first they ate up, no, they didn't eat us. <laughs> first we ate them. <laughs> Then we started working with them on the land. They started helping us build agriculture, transport. Um, they helped us through war. And then after war, they almost lost their, their place with man. And then we went into competition with them, mm. into racing. And now in the last couple of decades, probably, they're starting to show us the healing. Mm. They're becoming very much involved in the healing world. So there's been a long-term relationship between humans and horses. Um, they're not the only animals that we get this kind of therapeutic um, relationship with. Um, we see it with a lot of other animals. But it's, it's again, it's that thing where our passion lies, where what we are drawn to. How has your relationship with the horses changed over the time you've worked with them? And how long have you worked with them? started probably 2009 around there somewhere and was very sporadic and um, just touching here and there and then I got involved with this new herd and when the foal was conceived um, that's really where I got a lot more involved because um, there's a very special connection with her yeah, the relationship has changed hugely from also approaching them from a we want to learn more about what's going on here, the very um, academic um, <laughs> approach to just being in the field with them and allowing that the emotions to flow through us. Um, and it's taught me a lot about relation, how I am in relation to myself mm. and in relation to others. And it's really helped me grow a lot. Um, Has it changed how you work with bodies? Yes, a lot more respectful, a lot more um, and respectful by working from where the person is at and not just where I think they need to get to which is mm. where we, as therapists, can get very, very stuck at. I can see where we need to be and what needs to change. And we sometimes forget that there's a person with a story behind all of that. Um, so allowing a lot more space for the person to be during a, a session as well and listening to what the body has to say more to, than what the mouth is saying. Because mm. they don't always match up. <laughs> so has the horses taught you how to see through the image of people? 
I think in a degree, yes. There's, there's more capacity for that and still lots of space to, to evolve and mm. grow. Um, but each interaction now is more around how do we grow? How do I grow through this? Um, and that it's a mutual interaction and not a, not a one-way street. Would you say that you are part of the horse's herd now? Definitely, yeah. And they've just moved from Cape Town to KZN, where we're going to build a, a whole retreat center with them. Um, and being part of that transition of getting them onto the trucks here and receiving them on the other side and being very mindful of where each horse are in their process. Um, yeah, I definitely would say that all of the humans that's interacting with them as part of their herd um, has integrated into the herd. Mm. Yeah. If anybody would like to try this or be, you know, try this kind of therapy, mm. how do they find you? Um, at the moment, the easiest is through our um, therapy website, aptherapists.co.za. Um, we're in the process of setting up websites for the equine work as well mm. um, and for the centre, which will now be in Greytown in KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa. There, if people are looking for this kind of work elsewhere, equine therapy is a great um, search word to put in and then also to find somebody close by to you. And there's a lot of different therapists who work with horses now. Um, so it is gaining a lot of traction out in the world. Um, so it's not just for ourselves, for our herd that people can connect with. Um, there's a greater community that can assist. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, Feeding the Wolf of Possibilities. I hope you have more space in your world now. If you would like to listen to earlier episodes, share with other people or subscribe, please go to Spotify, iTunes or visit katrinavalentin.com slash wolf.